0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. It's episode two of The Tales of Bossing Say It's tomorrow. It's the next day. Well, oh, Brandon, you know, you're blowing my mind right now. I can't handle this. <laughs> what year is it? Well, we're not releasing them yearly. We could do that. Just every every, every year. Thanksgiving. One episode. But we're not releasing any episodes in between then. Mm-hmm. Nope. So the last one came out. It's been a whole year since then. I hope you had a great year. And we're ready to talk about part two of the Tales of Bossing Say. Yes. This one, Brendan, is called The Tale of Iroh. Iroh. You knew he had to get his own story. Yeah. It's gonna be a silly, goofy, fun time. Oh yeah, all the way through. <laughs> we're gonna laugh and we're gonna cry because we're laughing. Because of the laughter. Exclusively. Because of all the good jokes. And then at the end of it, he slips on a banana peel and then rubs his sore butt. Yeah. Slips on a banana peel, lands on his butt, falls forward on his face, and his face falls into a pie. Yeah. And he goes, ah, for like five <laughs> minutes. Some guy next to him says, that's got a hoit. And then. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan back in the Zuko alone episode. I had told you that only three episodes of Avatar the Last Airbender have their own Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. Is, is this IRO short one of them? The details of bossing say specifically okay has its own, not <laughs> okay. just the tale of Iro. okay I wild. could see I could see it just being the tale of Iro. That would be insane. Although I will say if you read the Wikipedia article, it is mostly about the tale of Iroh. That makes sense to me. (laughs) That's why it got its own one. They didn't Mm. like, hey, that haiku shit was hilarious. Ooh, we're not there yet. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, Let's get into it, huh? Let's do it. Yep, 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 yep. Iroh strolling through the market's of the lower ring of Bossing say. He inspects a picnic basket. Mm-hmm. You can't say it any other way. Nope, nope. I'm I'm a little surprised he didn't do the voice. I thought I no, I thought I nailed it. You want me to do it again? Yeah, do it again. Hit me with a boo-boo. Picking it, basket. Boo boo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. They <laughs> should reboot Yogi, because I'm ready. I think they did. Uh, they did too. Like They'd ten years ago, yeah, maybe more than ten years ago now. We're oh, taking now we're time. Gonna, out. We're gonna find out. We're taking time out of the most important of the shorts in this entire mm-hmm. thing to look up facts about the Yogi Bear movie. Yogi Bear, 2010. So longer ago than I thought. Thirteen years ago. Wow. Didn't have any staying power. I guess. No. I think Seth Green was in that. As Boo Boo, or was he the was he the Ranger? The- it's likely that he was in it. It feels like Seth Green's got his hands in everything these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the Ranger was played by Tom Cavanaugh. Uh. uh. Care to guess who Yogi and Boo Boo were? Um, Yogi <coughs> was Bill Murray. You're very close. <laughs> Am I actually? You are, for people, actors that exist in the world, a guess of Bill Murray is very close to the actual answer. Oh, man. Um, I'm not going to guess again, though. (laughs) And then, boo boo, uh, John Leguizamo. Very far away on that one. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. (laughs) You were hot and then extremely cold. (laughs) That's how we do it around here. Yogi Bear, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Ah, I almost guessed Dan Aykroyd after you said Bill Murray was close. I was like, it has to be a Ghostbuster. (laughs) You were so in the ballpark. You couldn't have been closer. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. This bear came out. He stole my picnic basket, and then he tried to sell me vodka. (laughs) Extremely smooth. You can just sip it, boo-boo buddy. (laughs) Uh, Dan Aykroyd, and then boo-boo, of course, voiced by... Hot actor of the day, Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow! Is he still doing movies? He's got to still be doing sub movies. I think he's still on SNL. Hold on, <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Yeah, yeah the St- the guy from In Sync. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> on SNL. Do you mean like guest hosting? Well he he guests he guest hosts often enough that I would call him a cast member. OK, I got confused because I thought you literally meant he was an actual cast member. At no, some he, point. I'm like, he showed <laughs> up. Well, at least this was years ago now that I've seen SNL, but he showed up all the time. He did show up all the time. I also got a little confused because I thought you might have been talking about Dan Aykroyd, who was on SNL. No, no, <laughs> no, no, Brendan. We're past that. We're, talking we're about way past now. that. <laughs> he's in the Trolls movies. So, yeah, he's still working. Oh, that there's a new one of them. There is little fanfare, but uh, Justin Timberlake, I like me describing Justin Timberlake as still working (laughs) yeah, (laughs) as if he's not still like a A A-list celebrity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd, though, he's out there. He's working. He's selling that vodka. Yeah, I think I saw him in something recently. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was. One of the new Ghostbusters. No, I didn't see any of those. I didn't either. And there's reasons why. Yeah. We're not going to do that. (laughs) We are not going to do that. I hate children. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, He inspects the picnic basket is what I last said. (laughs) Yep. The merchant working here suggests a different one if it's for a romantic picnic. Mm -hmm. You'll notice how I said picnic because I didn't follow it with basket. The word basket, yeah. That determines the way that you pronounce it. Yes. This is, everybody knows this. This is common. I didn't need to explain it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Iroh smiles and laughs, and he's like, oh, no, it's not a romantic picnic, but it is a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Just taking Zuko up there, and Zuko would fucking hate that. Yep. No, I'm not going on a picnic with you. <laughs> Absolutely not, <laughs> Uncle. There, there's no way. There's just no way. <laughs> I'll think of all the ants. <laughs> it's and the grass would get all over my little pants. <laughs> I can't have this. No. We're sitting in our tiny apartment and being sad all day and moping. <laughs> Although then Iro would be like, "All right, let's play Yahtzee or something." He'd be like, "Fuck, no, leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> but Yahtzee's so much fun. I know. That sounds like a pretty good I would love to play Yahtzee with Iro. Yeah. I bet he'd be or really Zuko. good at it. Or anyone. Please, somebody play Yahtzee with me. Start a Yahtzee podcast. We could. Well, we'd have to play Yacht Dice. Mm, Yeah. No branding. Yeah. That's a good point. Or we could be the officially sponsored podcast of Yahtzee. I would be all right with that. You know how many branded Yahtzees there are? We We could review a different one each time. I have seen them out there in the GameStops of the world. Yeah, there's like a billion of them. And they're all just Yahtzee. They're just Yahtzee. You're just playing Yahtzee at the end of the day. <laughs> but that, that ain't no problem at all, my man. <laughs> uh, before Iroh leaves, he pushes this little wilted flower in a vase out of the sun into the shade, and it springs to life. hmm Probably some sort of symbolism there that <laughs> I'm not smart enough to explain. <laughs> it's beyond me. <laughs> Good work, Iro. You saved this flower. Mm-hmm. He and the shopkeeper share a little smile and a nod, and Iroh is on his way. Uh, He browses some instruments in another stall. In the street, there's a mother trying to calm down her infant son, who just won't stop crying. No, he won't. He's always doing it. Getting real fucking annoying. Shut the fuck up already. (laughs) Stop crying, you fucking baby. (laughs) Yeah, Iroh walks over with an instrument and smacks the baby over the head with it. (laughs) Shut the hell up. I'm trying to have a special occasion today. Um, Now, a a instrument does ring out, and Iroh kind of waddles in singing a song to this little boy. Mm -hmm. I won't get too in-depth with the song right now. Probably not worth it, huh? No, probably not. (laughs) We've got time. (laughs) Uh, He's cheerily singing a song about this brave soldier boy marching home. Yeah. Oh, crank that soldier I, I boy. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You, he says to the boy. Watch me.
1: Soldier um, boy <laughs> up
0: in that hole. He does ask the boy to kiss him through the phone. The other soldier boy song. That's soldier boy, isn't it? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, just like we looked up the Yogi Bear movie. Kiss the- me through the phone. The, the phone. only Soldier Boy. Boy song I know is Crank That. <laughs> now you know, too. What about Pretty Boy Swag? Nope. If you maybe heard it. Maybe if I heard it, yeah. I think you would. I think not, you would know. Not by title alone. Like we were going to do the Yahtzee podcast. Do you want to start a Soldier Boy podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Well, actually, he's the one who was selling those bootleg. Video oh yeah, games. <laughs> the weirdest celebrity for that kind of thing to happen to. That I would talk about that. I not right now. I don't know enough about it. But let's do some research and come back and we'll do a deep dive. We'll reconnect on the Soldier Boy Game Station. I'll be with you in a little bit. Um. The boy stops crying, and as thanks, he pulls on Iroh's long beard. Ha ha ha. Very ah, good. got him. Yowza, he says. <laughs> uh, so Iroh's having some fun so far in this story. He's helping people out. Yeah, he's helping everybody. He's got a big smile on his face as he goes. hmm Can't nobody bring me down. N- ain't nothing going to break a his stride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, that took a while for me to say. Did you know the guy who sang that is the same guy in uh, Mulan who sings, A girl worth fighting for. Oh, uh, the Ping? The big guy? Sure. No, no, the uh, skinny guy. Oh, the skinny one. Okay. Ping also does sing in that song. Yeah, I think all of them do. So does the little guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all, I don't know, Mul- Mulan podcast also coming. <laughs> But not the live action one. No, yeah. no. Well, we might have to. We did do the last Airbender no. movie. Oh, oh it's I'm so sorry. bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, if see, we want we to we talk messed- about how, how yesterday's episode of this show <laughs> really fucked up. That movie did the same thing. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I've heard enough about it to know. Oh, my and God. All right. That's they made enough. some mistakes. <laughs> Coming um, on the Mulan podcast, we'll talk about that. Next, Iro finds some young boys playing this kind of soccer-like game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're earth bending a ball around towards a goal. Looks pretty fun. Yeah. Earthball, they call it. I don't know if they call it anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it earthball. There's airball, earthball. There's airball, earthball. Every one of them has a ball. Waterball. There's no fireball, though. Well, I've seen lots of fireballs on this show. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not a game. No, this is as serious (laughs) as it gets. Um, They whip the ball in Iroh's direction and he ducks out of the way. Uh, It smashes through a window and this gruff voice calls out from inside the house. Um, Iroh says, it is usually best to admit mistakes when they occur and seek to restore honor. Yeah, he does. It's another good wisdom from Iroh. It's a little bit of wisdom, but what's notable about this line, Brendan, is that this is not Mako. Oh, really? Yeah. Go back and watch this one more time and listen to Iroh in this one specific scene. Just this scene. Just this scene with the boys playing the soccer game. Is it the guy, uh, you you brought up a guy before who did the impression. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this that same guy? It's the very same guy, Brendan. And he wanted to do Aku in the the reboot. Yeah, but it's kind of a flip-flop the other way around. Greg Baldwin is this gentleman's name. Mm-hmm. He made his first appearance here in this episode as a Mako sound-alike. Why? They just couldn't get so, Mako for this line? This is the thing that's really weird. Like They needed to pad out this episode... Like sometime after Mako died or something, it's really kind of difficult to tell. So we're getting close to the where when Mako died in the series. (sighs) More to come later at the uh, end of this episode, Brendan. Okay. Oh wait, (laughs) shit! (laughs) Don't forget. Don't forget. (laughs) It's a very important thing. (laughs) It's okay. I totally (laughs) forgot. Uh, yeah, Greg Baldwin's here in this one scene, which is so weird. It's like, yeah, we need one more, like, 20-second scene in the Iro short. hmm But Mako's not around to do it anymore, so we gotta find another guy. Yep. Seems weird. It does, yeah. I don't know. This was many, many years before he would voice Aku in the Samurai Jack um. Revival, Because that was like 2017, I think. Mm -hmm. This would have been 2006. But as we kind of talked about when we talked about Samurai Jack, like no bigger fan in the world of Mako's work than Greg Baldwin himself. Right. Yes. So he had kind of been working on the voice anyway. And then first jumped into doing Mako impressions as Iroh on Avatar The Last Airbender. No, I didn't notice. Wow. You're going to have to go back and watch it again, and you'll be able to tell it's definitely I will. Yeah. not the same guy. It's also easier to do Iroh than Aku. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Because Iroh's always kind of in like, that low, chill zone. He's but mellow. Aku's all over the place. hmm Which is probably why we haven't talked about Mako as much in Avatar The Last Airbender as when we talked about Samurai Jack all the time we were like, Mako's incredible in this episode. Yeah, it's not that he's not great in this show. It's just that he's he's just, he's he's less bombastic. Doing Aku is more of a lift mm-hmm. than doing Iroh. Iro, you can just, yeah, settle into like these little valleys. There's not too many peaks. Yes. Now, again, great guy, but mm-hmm. Aku is a wild man who said some wild things. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Here's the plug. Go back and listen to our review of Samurai Jack uh every single episode, of all it. of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hear our thoughts on anything Samurai Jack related. Mhm. <laughs> but especially Mako. Um this Goliath man appears in the window and threatens these kids and Greg Baldwin tells the kids to run. <laughs> You gotta watch this again, Brendan. I will. (laughs) It's jarring to have it go from Mako to Greg Baldwin to Mako. In the episode, yeah. In the very same episode. Uh, Iroh runs away and hides and catches his breath in an alleyway and suddenly a man appears behind him and points a dagger at Iroh, demanding his money. Mm -hmm. This guy is kind of disheveled. Iroh looks him down like, his feet are all crooked. He looks yeah. like shit. He has no idea what he's doing, this guy. It's the world's worst mugger. <laughs> uh, yeah, Iro just shakes his head at him. And again, now it's Mako's voice again. And he says, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. The guy's like, what? What? Huh? Sh- just shut up and give me your money. <laughs> this has never happened to me before. Nobody I'm, asks what I'm, I'm doing. I'm robbing <laughs> you. What the hell? It's not that complicated, old man. it is that complicated Iroh critiques his stance and he's like no I can easily knock you over right now and then does easily knock the man over Mm -hmm. he takes his knife he does steal his dagger from him in the process but lends a hand to help the guy up and immediately hands him the knife back (laughs) he's like no 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 this is how you become the world's best mugger (laughs) this is how you mug somebody let me show you how to mug. <laughs> when was Iroh mugging people? <laughs> you know, all the time. <laughs> In fact, he was so disappointed that Zuko was mugging people as the blue spirit. Mm-hmm. But Zuko had pretty good form. Because he had true. two swords, so he, he, it was very little work for him. And he knows where to plant his feet. It's true. He's got a phenomenal stance. Mm-hmm. Nobody can knock him over. Try to knock him over. Iroh's constantly trying to knock him over. <laughs> and he just can't do it. The man's solid as a rock. Mm-hmm. Solid as an earth-bended rock. <laughs> I didn't need to say that. <laughs> but um, you did. <laughs> but I did. And you know what? I'm glad I did. Uh, the man takes... Iro's advice, and Iro's very proud of him, but he's like, honestly, you don't look like a criminal. Mm-hmm. Something's going on here with you, I think. Yeah. He says, you have rookie eyes. <laughs> You're not a seasoned vet at this shit like me. <laughs> um, the man kind of softens up, and he says, I know, I'm just confused. <laughs> Iroh the therapist now, which, you know, he's got no problem with that. Yep. There's a fade as time passes, and the two of them are sharing a cup of tea in this alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the man says, you really think I could be a good masseur? <laughs> Just kind of fun. The man is, like, so thankful that someone finally believes in him. And, yes, Iroh has more good wisdom in this episode, Brendan, he says, While it is always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing. Yeah. Oh. That's a nice one. Yeah. He lifted this man up out of the dirt. Mm-hmm. Literally after he knocked him over. <laughs> after he put him there. After he, <laughs> you I'm tearing you down, but then I'm gonna build you back up better <laughs> than you've ever been. Um yeah, Iroh has spent this entire short story imparting wisdom on and like helping these young men and boys. And this is like the exact nature that we've seen him have with Zuko and like other people along the way. Mm -hmm. He's like the old man full of quotable wisdom. But even in this example, like he taught this guy how to mug better, but still was like, actually don't mug at all. Like (laughs) be better than that. Mm -hmm. So this is, this Iro makes sense. Like everything he's done in this short, like yeah, Iroh would be constantly helping people like this. Yeah, it's a uh, very in character, very in character, very helpful guy. He's happy to make a difference in people's lives. That's Iro, baby. That's him. That's our man. He's a good, happy guy. Um, okay, the sun is setting in Bossing Say. And Iroh walks up to a tree sitting on top of a grassy hill kind of overlooking the city. hmm And he removes his straw hat and pulls some items out of his picnic basket. I told you, Brendan. Yep, yep. I know. It, it's the presence of the word basket. It has to, yeah. Again, it's not weird. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up again. <laughs> it's just natural. Um. And he's setting up this kind of small shrine, and he pulls out a parchment and just kind of studies it for a minute and then bows his head before it and places it down. And Iroh picks up two incense sticks and lights them with his fingers, like not currently worried about anybody catching him firebending. Mm -hmm. Not important right now. Like, I don't care if I get in trouble for this. A theme in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly... True. Um, he places these sticks down and the camera lifts up revealing a portrait of a young Fire Nation military man who we've never actually seen before. hmm But we know exactly who this is. Yes. And he's buried in the city? I don't know. I don't actually know. It's That's what it seemed like to me. I don't think he's here at his grave, although we did have a flashback sequence in when Iroh got injured after Azula injured him and he was kind of having like fever dreams. Mm -hmm. And he was kneeling before a grave on like the top of a hill beneath a tree. Yeah, this seemed like the same place to me. It very well could have been. Really weird that it would be in the city, though. That's what I'm saying, because they never actually technically made it into the city. Yeah, as far as we know. (laughs) Don't you think Iroh would have not wanted his son to be buried there? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that also warrants some revisiting. Yeah. That particular scene that we're talking about. Yeah, I I was a bit confused about it, but. I understand. Yeah. Iroh is looking at this parchment and through tears, he says, Happy birthday, my son. Only I could have helped you. Leaves from the vine falling so slow like fragile tiny shells drifting in the foam. Little soldier boy come marching home. Brave soldier boy. Comes marching home. Oh, crank that soldier boy. Oh, crank that soldier boy. Watch me, you. Watch me crank that robo cop. Then Superman that (laughs) hoe. Oh, fuck. (laughs) the camera pulls up from Iroh kneeling beneath the tree and then the scene fades into a painting depicting the exact same scene, but along with the words that say in honor of Mako. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Brendan, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. So I read that when we watched it, uh, and I did not read it as Mako. Uh, I don't know what I thought it was, but I was like, must be someone's pet or something. Someone, yeah, who worked on the show. Well, I guess it was someone who worked on the show. I didn't put it together that it was him. uh, And realizing that now on the recording is kind of tough. Everyone has had their first time watching this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I even just right now, <laughs> I read the lyrics of the song to you in like the quickest, least emotional way so I could just get through it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, everyone has reached this episode and had to live through it and have many realizations wash over them at one time. Yeah. How are well, we feeling about it, Brendan? I'm a, I don't know. Is. I guess I'm like... Is that the end of the Iroh we knew now, or did they record some more episodes to come after this? Are we going to get more of him? And they just put the dedication here because it's already an emotional scene and released after he died, but things were prepared. That is, I mean, to not spoil anything that comes, that is more closely like the explanation for what we're going to have here, Mm -hmm. is that they put the dedication here because it was this big huge emotional thing about someone having passed away. Um there is still some Mako though. This is not like okay. the last Mako we're going to get. Okay. Um, I mean it's it sucks, but mm-hmm. at least we'll get a little bit more from him. I think this was a very nice way to do it. Yeah. 100%. I think it was a good place to put it, um, if they were gonna do it. I think I think already having a place to put it is I don't know what word I want to use. Um, Serendipitous. That's yeah. That's almost what I said. Hell yeah. Um, I think I think it's a. It worked out very well that they had this episode to do it for. Yeah, totally. It, it almost like lucky that they did it. I don't know. <laughs> if lucky's if lucky's lucky, not the word we want, but maybe we won't go with that. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you. I know what the intention is. I don't know what uh, word I would use. Yeah. The. Um, Emotions of this scene, like super heavy, because first of all, it's Iroh, who we love. Mm-hmm. Knowing he has all this pain after all this time, like over losing his son and then seeing like these emotions come out of him. It's like, oh, man, that sucks so much because I love the character Iroh and I hate he- seeing him sad. Yep. Then you compound that with the fact that we're not even necessarily like mourning Lou 10. We're mourning (laughs) Mako himself. (laughs) Yeah, it's brutal. It's fucking heavy, man. Uh, This episode aired September 29, 2006. Mm -hmm. Mako died from esophageal cancer on July twenty first 2006. Wow. So... Just a few months before this episode came out, mm-hmm. and recorded this episode. I mean, presumably not long before he died. Mm-hmm. In fact, even so much so, I have some facts for you here, Brendan. There's a lot of this is. <laughs> it shouldn't be surprising that like this is one of the most significant scenes in Avatar: The Last Airbender mm-hmm. history. Yeah, a lot of emotions as we as we've said. Yeah. Yep. The phrase tear-bending has been used on the internet. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's no good. Uh, yeah. But people have said it, and now mm. I said it. <laughs> um, Lots of myth-making about this particular scene over the years. Mm-hmm. Based on some research I've this is what I think that we know to be true or not true. Okay. This was the final scene that Mako ever recorded. Seemingly this is true. Hmm. Yeah. So recorded this after things that are going to come later, but this specific scene him singing the song was the last thing he recorded before he died. Oh no. Yeah. Let me lay some more shit on you, Brendan, as if I, the weight wasn't already enough. I, I feel like I know what the, the next little tidbit here. I don't know. We'll see. This is the next thing. People say, "Oh, well, you know, Mako actually wrote the song." Hmm. This is not. This is absolutely not true. Yeah, I don't know why people. I mean, it makes the story better when you say that, but <laughs> yeah, there's no source that like <laughs> backs this up. I don't know that it, I don't even think. Yeah, I don't think he needs to have. No, God, no. I mean, the man was a professional. He didn't mm-hmm. need to write a, I I don't know. I don't like that one. Why do people have to <laughs> stretch that out further? I don't know. It's the Internet, Brendan. People will do these things. That's true. Uh, I also read something today about people saying, well, Mako was crying while he recorded this because he knew that he was going to die. Mm hmm. That's just absolutely not true. The man was crying in the scene because he's a great actor. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> that was actually what I thought the next thing before the the written thing was. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you were going to say. And I can see a little hint of maybe truth in that. Being like, he is a great actor. But also being able to draw on this, like, maybe not he knew he was going to die so soon after. Mm-hmm. But just like... I'm sure it was he had a lot weighing on him at the time. He was probably able to draw from that. I don't doubt that. Yeah, maybe use that as inspiration for him to like go in and do this job because this was his job. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think fully saying like, no, he was only crying because he was sad he was dying. It's like, No, well, I don't think so. I think that definitely makes it sadder for us as the viewers yes cuz we have that knowledge like listening Correct. to it mhm um but and especially it being the last thing he recorded yes if if true compounds on that the fact that he's crying is very sad as well it's extremely sad the whole thing is <laughs> very depressing picking up after like an episode where he's so like friendly and smiley the whole time and then mm-hmm. Just like this huge wave of emotions that you get hit with because of this one song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg Baldwin on Twitter, he said that uh, people often will ask him to sing Leaves from the Vine. Mm -hmm. And he says it is the one fan request he will always decline. Yeah. Which is huge. He says it's Mako's song, so he will not ever do it which Mm -hmm. I think is, like, absolutely, like, a great choice and, like, (laughs) it shows a lot of character from this guy to not be like, yeah, Yeah. I'll just whore myself out at the expense of this dead man that I love. Yeah, no, that's a, you can't take that from him. You can't take this (laughs) from that guy, you know? You can sound like him for years to come in multiple Mm -hmm. projects, but that is, that is different. Mm Mm-hmm. Good on you, Greg Baldwin. Hey, Brendan, more fun facts. And Korra, one of the main characters, is named Mako. Oh, like they did in the uh, Samurai Jack comic. Yeah, there was a character named Mako. Oh, right, yeah. Now there's a character the named Mako in the same, uh, not issue, but story as there's a character named Lamar. Oh, yeah, huh. I totally <laughs> forgot about that, too. Yep. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Little tributes to the man, uh, Mako on Korra is like one of, he's literally like one of the members of that show's version of Team Avatar. So like he's oh, really important of a character. Yeah. That's very cool. So yeah, that's that's a lot of that stuff. I mean, Iro says, you know, if only I could have helped you to his son. But like we know that at the time that his son died... You know, we saw in flashbacks in Zuko alone, like, Iroh was not a man capable of, like, doing all the things that he did today in this mm-hmm. this episode. No, he was a different person then. Yeah. With a different mindset and, like, different priorities. hmm It's the guilt that drives him to be a better man now. Yeah. It's like now he has, like, a second chance. Like, he's mm-hmm. redeeming himself by being this helpful guy. Mm-hmm. To Zuko obviously but then also just like everybody yeah just to everybody you know be a role model he just does what's right he does and that's what we love about him mm-hmm. he could have easily left that mugger sitting in the dirt but he lent him a hand- mm-hmm. he could have mugged him he could have mugged the mugger mm-hmm
1: he took he his knife and
0: said now give money. me your money. <laughs> I don't have it. That's why I'm mugging you. Well, we're at an impasse here. <laughs> that's a damn shame. <laughs> that's too bad. Give me your guts. <laughs> he could have easily defeated that little baby, mm-hmm. you know, could have crushed him. But he chose not to. And that's what makes Iroh such that's a great That's what character. makes Iroh better than the rest of us. <laughs> he decided not to destroy the baby who wouldn't stop crying. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Brendan. That's the end of this short. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. What do we think about The Tale of Iro? It was a good one. Very sad, <laughs> but not till the end. Once you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, f- oh fuck. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was fun, though. It was nice to see Iro just helping people out. Mm-hmm. Even And then, like, even without... Tamako stuff the, the reveal at the end of what the special occasion they mentioned right at the beginning was yeah and like still seeing him go out of his way to help people on his way to do that uh, yep. it just further solidifies g- good guy Iro. <laughs> you know even on a day like today like no I have time in my day to mm-hmm. help people like I want to make the world a better place now Yeah, it's uh, nice it is good. It's nice. And uh, I don't know, <laughs> We kind of talked a lot there about like the important stuff. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the less said the better mm-hmm. from this point. Yeah, I think so.